welcome to another episode of Just Us Dads. Thank you for tuning in to another Dadversation. If this is your first time here, head on over to YouTube, follow and subscribe. Uh, follow us also on all the other social media and audio platforms. Happy New Year. Uh, this is the first episode of 2021. We're excited, of course. Um, Chris and George are both here. Uh, Happy New Year, guys. We're recording Happy this just a couple hours before, by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, George, you figuring out that angle there? You got it? Perfect. All right. Perfect. Uh, uh, yeah, man. 2021. We're going to talk about uh, a little bit. Uh, we're going to do like a little year in review, what we learned. Uh, we all had uh, different experiences. It was a very unique year, I'm sure, for us and for everyone listening or watching. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what we want out of 2021. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a much better year. But, um, yeah, uh, guys, I, I was thinking about this right before we went on, and I was thinking, how is this year over already? It feels like, literally, it just got started. And it's, you know, it's, it's those cliches, right, that, oh, it goes so fast and time passes. But literally, this year, it was you blinked, <laughs> we turned 2020, and then we blinked again, we're all in the middle of a pandemic, we blinked, and the year ended. <laughs> That's pretty much how it felt for me, I don't know. Then it never took off. Yeah. Or it took off and it just crashed right away. <laughs> I don't know. It was just one event. That's it. Yeah, it feels like the the whole thing happened. It, it, it revolved around tw- uh, the the pandemic. That's pretty much 2020 for you. You know, right there. That's it. You know. Anyway, Chris is all uh, all dressed up. He's getting ready for uh, for the big party. <laughs> A four. Yeah. Party of four, party of four. That's what it is. Same thing here, <laughs> you know. And you uh, gotta do it. You gotta pretend, man. You gotta. You have to make uh, make some ambiance. Get some wine out. Yeah, yeah. Cook. We just made our vasilopita. Uh, all of us together. You put a coin in there for sure. I put four hundred of them. <laughs> it's like everyone's getting a coin. Every slice, <laughs> you're getting slice, something. Every slice will have a coin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was it was it was a little bit of a crazy year. Yeah, it's yeah. a crazy year, and you know what? Everyone wants to get rid of it, and um, not to be pessimistic, but I think January, February, March is pretty much going to look like September, October, November. You know what I mean? Well, this just is- just just because the twenty twenty one comes in doesn't mean anything's going to change. Like, you can be hopeful uh, it's, and wishful. It's, it's symbolic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, okay, good, good, you know, good riddance 2020. Let's go 2021. Yeah, but the I, fact yeah. is that, dude, we're still in the middle of shit right now and nothing is going to change at least for the next two or three months, you know? That's it. We're going to be floating around. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I guess it's okay. You know, I mean, mentally, you're just getting prepared for something new, something better, I guess. I don't know. You know, I think yeah, well, that, that's the difference. That's the difference, man. Yeah. People should get prepared for 2021 mentally instead of wishing yeah. that 2021 is better than 2022. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I, I just wonder how many people actually sit down and prepare. I mean, I, I don't do that. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think in the past I would. Uh, it's been years now that I haven't really sat down and said, okay, what do we want for 2021? Let's put down some goals. Um, I, I, I don't know why. Uh, I, I, I don't know, maybe I just don't associate this whole, you know, it's a new year, let's start fresh and let's put goals. I, I, for me, it's just one continuation. So uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. But you, 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 you don't do any goal setting at all or you don't like doing yeah, it? But the I mean, the, the, goal setting, the goal setting is there throughout the year and it kind of, you know, every three or four months, you kind of review and you know, especially now that we're running the company, uh, we're constantly in that mindset, right? Okay, where are we? Uh, are we advancing? Okay, how much time? When do we start over again? And like, there's always that happening. So it's just naturally going to happen, you know, uh, in the new year. Um, so it's not as if, uh, you know, we sit down and we have this huge plan and we put everything on paper. Uh, maybe we should, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying that, I don't know. Uh, we don't. Yeah. George, George, well, you, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not as organized. I'm not too organized with that either. Just, yeah. You know, you, you've made decisions and, and you got long-term goals and you're, you're still working on them and that's not. The little stuff, you know, it's not about uh, resetting it at the, the December 31st. Okay, this is it. You know, there's a threshold. And January 1st, that's the new beginning. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm still pulling. I'm still pulling the well, same. No, it, it is and it isn't, right? Yeah. It is and it isn't. Uh, like, it, 
if in your brain, like your whole life is kind of set, like from the 1st of January until the 31st of December of, you know, that end of the year. And then in your mind, it's like, okay. Well, only, only the government. So they can know when to stop charging you taxes. <laughs> when to start again. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. And I mean, we've spoken before already about goal setting and all that stuff. And I think it's important. Um, I don't know. I, I just no goal setting. You are right. It is important. I agree with you. Just, you know, but I mean, it's just been a while that, and I'm like you. I'm, I'm like you. I'm not. I'm not organized to the point where I'm like, okay, January. Uh, this is what's happening. February, and then we we have like a uh, the the first trimester. So by March, this is where I want to be, and then we're gonna. You know, it, it's not that detailed. I don't know. Maybe maybe it should be. I I don't know. Maybe yeah. 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 I don't know. I know Chris is much more organized that way. Uh, with like, yeah, I, I, I do that. Fifty thousand agendas. I, I believe that. I believe it's important. Uh, I will make a distinction though, because I don't think New Year's resolutions work. I believe goal setting works, but not New Year's resolutions. I've been setting a New Year's resolution to lose weight for the past forty years, and I know it doesn't work <laughs> because a New Year's resolution is basically an intention, right? It's a decision, uh, or at least wishful thinking, hopeful thinking, like. Uh, this is what I want to do. But goal setting for me is a little bit different. And I, I believe in that. And I believe that yeah. you need many goals in different aspects, let's say, right? No, but, goal uh, setting is one thing. I mean, we're just saying the whole the switch of January 1st for this year. Now this is the new goal set of goals. I'm, they're, they're goals that you're bringing with you from before. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah and, there, and there's fiscal goals or, I guess, uh, company goals, if you want. Yeah. And it's it, they don't necessarily start on January 1st. But, yeah, January 1st, I do my own. I said... I took a whole day. I reviewed some stuff. Some stuff I got rid of because they were just bad goals. Uh, some of them I didn't achieve, so I pu- pushed it back, like you said, in 2021. But I definitely do the exercise, and I, I think it does work. I think it does work. It, it, it's something. It's it, it's almost like you're planning your life in a way, and you so know, just the way is, you would plan. Right? It's what would be the the, the the breakdown? What would you recommend? The first thing, the first time I did it, I, this is Jim Rohn's. Um, method i just sat down and wrote anything i want to do almost like a bucket list like i sat down and like what do i want to do what do i want to see what do i want to have so it was just very 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 general right so it was like uh, i'd like to own a uh, fender stratocaster i'd like to go to japan i'd like to write a book i blah 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 so it's just a big list and then what i did is just i assigned uh, a timeline to it so three months one year five years ten years and then I took all the recent ones and made those my yearly goals. Then I did my five-year goals and did my 10-year goals. And then within the year goals, the short-term goals, I just broke it down into like, okay, specific time. Uh, what do I need to become to achieve that? What are the skills I need to master? What are the obstacles? And then you just put some kind of measuring tool. Yeah, I do it, I do it like that. I learned it like that. I do it. It's effective. I do a lot of things, so I need to measure that stuff like that, and it gives results. Uh, certain things it doesn't, but uh, for, for, for most, I guess the financial goals, social goals, there's personal goals, like, you know, like a personal goal this year would be to, like, take vocal lessons. I always wanted to take vocal lessons. I learned how to sing, but I learned how to sing the wrong way. Yeah. So that would be, like, maybe, hey, I'll take some vocal lessons. And nothing crazy. Maybe, I don't know, once a month. Yeah. And there's financial goals and different, there's family goals. I, I definitely set some family goals. So I stopped teaching. Yeah. So I'm taking about a year, two years off. So that time is going to obviously be replaced by family in this podcast, obviously. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a believer of that, man. And uh, I, thought, I think but, more people should do it. I think it's definitely more efficient. The fact that you're actually writing it down, first of all, it stays in your head. Like anything you mm-hmm. take the time to write down automatically, uh, it, it kind of ingrains itself much more, right? But also the fact that it's visual after you have it. So you can actually put up and say, okay, where am I? Like if you look at it every single day, you know how to keep yourself um, kind of motivated to either achieve it or to tell yourself, yeah, maybe stay engaged. It's, not, it's not realistic. Yeah, yeah stay engaged. Yeah, and, and there's there's different methods of this, and you could read them online, and maybe we could even write a blog on that. I, I have a few methods that I use. Uh, that's an interesting one, but I do believe it, and I especially I believe it in times like crisis like this, where people kind of maybe lose their purpose or they don't know what to do or they're thrown off their game a little bit, the goal setting practice will make you just see things differently. What you're doing is you're putting things on paper, so you're just organizing the, the thoughts that are a little bit messy in your mind. 
So once you put them on paper, you can look at them and say, okay, do I really want this? Mm. Is this worth pursuing? Maybe not this. And it just it gives you an agenda. Like a puzzle. Yeah, yeah. Because the sad thing is most people will, will take two weeks to plan their vacation. And very little people take an hour or a day to plan their life. And yeah. all you have to do is just put it on paper and achieve that. Think about it. You know what you want. You know what you want to visit. You know the countries you want to see. You know what you want to become. You know what you want to do. You know what you want to have, whether it's material or, or, or any other goal. So just put it down and, you know, you just put a, a you're not going to follow the step like religiously, but it's a guideline. You won't hit a target you can see. So you just put it on paper and then you just follow that. And uh, I was reluctant at the beginning, but it's been since 2012, 2013, every year. And then quarterly. And then I even look at them weekly. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, I look at them every day. When I wake up, when I go to bed, yeah, it keeps it keeps your it keeps your eye on what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps it keeps it gives like, you, you it gives you a, forget what you were thinking of that other time. Yeah, and then it keeps <clears> it for time management because, and this is a problem I used to have. I still have it, but a little bit less. I get involved with too many things, and um, you kind of lose focus. So in a way, it, it's clear what you should say no to. Yeah. Right. If you have your goals and your whatever, because the goals, the accumulation of your goals become your dreams or whatever you want to set in your life. So it's little milestones. So let's say something comes along and it's like, oh, uh, let me see my goal. Well, it's not in there. I'll say no. But if you didn't have it written down, maybe you could have said yes. And that would take you off the track. I used to do that a lot. I'm just saying it, it works for me. I know it works for a lot of people. Maybe it's not for everybody, but it's, it's, worth, it's worth a shot. Yeah. You got to give it a shot, you know? That's that's a good idea. I think we're I think we're gonna I think we're gonna put a blog up. Uh, maybe we're gonna prepare a blog. Uh, and just you know we're gonna get back to the topic. But just so we can inform everybody, we're gonna be making a little a uh, few adjustments to the to the podcast. We're thinking of uh, new things and uh, oh, yeah. uh, you know how to structure this better and to you know to bring in uh, more ideas and that sort of thing. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but to go back to what we were saying. Um, uh, what were we saying? Oh yeah, the blog. Um, yeah, we're gonna prepare a blog. It's not a bad idea on how um, to um, uh, how to organize, how to set goals, why, and all that stuff. I think that would be. I think that would bring value. Um, yeah, and, and and there's people that have broken down to a science. There's people that go. I think you touched upon it a little bit before. A lot of people will even go to like vision boards, affirmations, mantras. Yeah. You know, things they say to themselves, and. These things work, man. And, and if you sit there and you track people that are successful in certain areas, you're going to find that a lot of people are kind of using these methods. Yeah. At the beginning, I know it sounds, like, uh, it sounds like a little weird. It sounds a little kooky. It sounds like, okay, look, I'm not going to do that. But it's almost, it's almost like building a habit, right? Yeah. And, and then what that does, the goal-setting science is like you're starting to realize the differences between goals, habits, right? an affirmation. What's the difference between them? Like there's a difference between resolution, a goal, a dream and a habit, right? right. Like when you say, I just want to make more money, let's say, yeah. that's not a goal. That's a wish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and resolutions usually don't work for like 60% of the people. Actually, no, 60% of the people set resolutions and I think six or 7% achieve them according yeah. to Inc magazine. And that's because it's just, it's not specific enough. Yeah. And there's a whole science, and, and I buy it, man. I, I read a lot. I read on this a lot, and um, you know what? I've helped people with it. I help my students with it. Like a lot of times, they just come in a little confused, and we sit down, and you know, even though it's not part of the curriculum, it's like you help them with that, and once they start seeing it, it's a little bit more clear. Right. Yeah, I know. But even with the resolution, because, you know, the, like you mentioned before, there's all this uh, debate between resolutions and goals. And at the end of the day, I think they're, they, it's, it's the exact same. It's not the exact same thing, but it could be the same thing. Because, like, the resolutions that you want, if you actually apply them uh, using whatever formula that you're talking about, they could very potentially become uh, goals, right? I mean, you want to lose weight. People say, okay, this year I'm going to lose weight. It's also a goal. Like it's not only a resolution. The problem is that it stays a resolution because no one th makes the extra effort into making it into a goal, into actually, you know, going through the processes of losing weight, for example, or becoming more uh, financially uh, successful. Yeah, I, I'm not going to touch upon the losing weight one because it's my Achilles heel, yeah. and I, I haven't accomplished that. One, so I don't, I, I don't like talking about that one. But <laughs> let's say, let, let's say we take like a, a financial goal, right? This is the difference. Uh, most people will take the format. I'll give you the format of a New Year's resolution that doesn't work, right? The format is I want to make more money in 2021. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's a wish. You have an intention. It's a wish. You've maybe made the decision or not, but it stays there. The difference with a goal, it's like, okay, how much do I want? Okay, I want a hundred grand. All right, a hundred grand. How do I break a hundred grand in a month? When am I going to complete a buy? What do I need to do to get that? How many sources of income do I need to increase? In order to increase these sources of income, who do I need to be? What skills do I need to hone? What do I need to master? What's going to be an obstacle? What's not going to be an obstacle? Is it possible? How can I measure it? So you've gone from a wish and an intention to something that you can pretty much break down and have a plan. So then, you, 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 yeah, you have a strategy. So you plan your work and then you work your plan and you get there. A resolution is just a saying, yeah, you're right. It is very close, but it's not. And then a lot of people confuse a resolution or a goal with a habit. Sorry, I'm a little nasal because I've been sick for the, since Monday. Sinus. I don't have COVID, by the way. <laughs> I didn't test myself, but I don't have COVID. So, you know, like, like, uh, like a habit. A lot of times somebody would say, look, I want to read more. Well, that's not a goal. Yeah. That's a habit that you need to implement. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just once you define the words properly, then I think they're more clear. And then, then, then you're onto something. Right. Okay, let's talk about 2020 because we're going to be releasing a blog uh, soon. This is the first blog, and we're gonna we're gonna do our very best to have one blog every month. It was it was a goal that we had actually last year, which we failed. At. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we're gonna try this time around to have at least one blog for everyone to read uh, every single month. Uh, the first one's gonna come out, and basically uh, we'll talk about things that we learned in 2020. We're gonna touch up on uh, touch uh, a little bit on that uh, on this episode as well. Um, so yeah, let's go back to 2020. Uh, forget about the pandemic. We all know it's uh, it was the pandemic, but obviously that shaped uh, a lot of our lives right throughout the year. I mean, everything changed. I mean, uh, yeah, a lot more things were happening at home because of that. It was like this chain reaction of events that kind of, uh, unfolded. Uh, so yeah, let, let's go back to 2020. Let's uh, see how uh, we grew or what we, uh, what we learned uh, in 2020 and more specifically about being dads, right? I mean, this is a dad's, uh, it's a dad show. Um, so what did 2020 teach us about, uh, being dads? Uh, yeah, let's start with Chris. Uh, well, for me, uh, look, 2020 was a, a good year for me. It's a tough question to throw them. Yeah, it, it is a tough question. <laughs> it just but, threw them in the fire. Yeah, 20, 2020 is, was a good year for me other than my cat dying. And, uh, and my uncle dying in Greece, unrelated to COVID. Yeah. Uh, my uncle passed away and my dad's brother passed away. But uh, um, yeah, um, it was a pretty good year, I guess. So I'm not one of those that suffered. Uh, COVID wasn't near our home, even though I knew of some people with some cases. And the people that I knew that ended up um, getting COVID came out of it fine, right? The way they described it was a little bit of a cold, a little headache. I lost a little bit of taste. But when like they're back to work and everything's fine, so uh, I didn't stop working. I actually made more money. Um, we actually got to live family closer together, so we did things closer together. I worked a little bit less and made more, so it wasn't a bad year for me. But definitely, there was things that I learned, and the way I learned it, like I didn't was always through the lens of not what did I learn as a dad, but what did I learn in order to teach my kid? That's, that's usually that's the lens I operate with, right? It's not like, okay, what did I learn? Because obviously your kids are going to teach you things and you're going to teach your kids things. But it's like, what do I learn? What do I need to learn in order to, to give my kids? And you know what? Yeah, we are going to sit down and think about it and write a blog on this. But uh, I think the first one, and I think it's unanimous, it's uh, obviously gratitude. Yeah. how to express gratitude, how to be grateful and thankful for the things we have and not for the things that we don't have or the things we lose, right? Because life is that. You all keep on losing things, but you got to stay grateful to the things that you have. And that is a tough concept to teach kids because they have everything. Or I know, not every kid, obviously. Like, I don't want to talk for everyone, like across the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> you always have to say warnings and caveats because you know you're gonna you're gonna offend somebody. Yeah, I know we're, but, we're focusing but, like in our in our family setting because yeah, gratitude for me too is one of the well, yeah. one of the top. Una- that's unanimous. So yeah. I'll give I'll give you that one. I'll let I'll let George say another one. I think gratitude everyone agrees. And the people that still don't feel that that is the most important emotion of all uh, need have a lot to learn, man. That that, that that's that's everything. I find that is the you know how they say uh, mother. I mean, repetition is the mother of all skill. 
well, gratitude is the mother of all emotions. It, it, it's the right emotion to feel to build everything else. Yeah. And like once you have that, you, 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 you see the world through a different lens. And you, you become a better person just because you're grateful. And especially this year, right, where the examples were so many uh, that you, you kept hearing it on the news or maybe through people that you knew or friends or other family members. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you realized what you had, and of course, I mean, it, it probably wasn't the easiest year for, for, for everyone. Um, but when you realize at the end of the day, compared to the stuff that you heard or the stuff that is actually going on, not only here, but anywhere all, all over the world, you realize that, fuck yeah, man. We, we, let, let's just be grateful. Um, you know, I mean, even us, and just to, to touch upon what you said, um, it was a very good year for us too. We, we did make more money. We developed a lot more in terms of the business. Uh, family-wise for us, it, it didn't really change much because we were home before and we kept, you know, uh, staying home even more than we were before. So that obviously created um, a, a bigger attachment with the family. But but when you're actually there sitting and playing with your kid, like at two in the afternoon or at one in the afternoon, when everyone else is kind of rushing to figure things out, you realize, God, man, I'm, you know, we, we don't have it that bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of... The phone collapsed. You know the funny the funny thing would have been if um, ah he's off if he's wearing shorts or he, he's underwear <laughs> <laughs> the phone the phone falls off the it would it would have been good it would have been good I'm working on it hold on uh, so yeah George's for those that are listening and not watching George's phone just collapsed off his desk so he's setting that up again but yeah just to get back to what we're saying definitely gratitude. Uh, uh, is there it was always there but i just feel like the context this year at least uh in from my side um open up my eyes much more than ever <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? that wasn't mine <laughs> no, that, that that's my that's maria <laughs> that's my little daughter that took my other cell phone and uh, is, is putting her music on <laughs> that's because she's getting party. preparing for the new year bash blame her man it's new year's yeah. eve <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, there's a lot, George. You're right. You're right, man. There's like so, and that's why I think we should write a blog. Like the idea is to write the blog, and 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 there's a lot of lessons, and hopefully people are going to read it, and you know everyone has their own versions uh, of it. But uh, yeah, gratitude is is the king, for sure. Is is the king. What, what else? Uh, what else came it helps, out? It, you know what it is about yeah. gratitude. It helps you put things into perspective, and and you know what? Sometimes you need to. Stop looking inside and start looking a little outside. You know, you can't always think of your little problems all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, guaranteed. Uh, me? Well, that's another one. I think you hit another one. Another one that, that it's like you have to, well, the pandemic has made, or at least me realize, well, I knew this, but the pandemic kind of reinforced the, that notion is that you have to be bigger than your problems. Like no one's going to ever eradicate problems. Problems are here to stay. A crisis is here to stay. You're going into one, you're in one, or you're coming out of one. You have to learn how to deal with the problems. And then you saw the different people that some people were bigger than the problem. Other people were smaller than the problem. And that's another one. And that's, that's another thing I was telling my kid, like more yet ask him obviously, because I could communicate these ideas a little bit differently, but you have to be bigger than your problems. You know, you're never going to get rid of them. You almost have to embrace them and learn how to become bigger in order to solve them. Yeah. Because, you know? Yeah. Part of the suffering. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Embrace your suffering. But it's cool. Embr- embrace the suffering, man. Yeah. That's a good one. Well, yeah, and you grow. I mean, the, other, the other thing that I realized uh, this year, and of course, you know, you kind of see it throughout, um, throughout the, you know, the... Uh, you know, daily basically, but more so this year, just like gratitude, right? The, 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 the same way that you're always um, grateful, but you just don't realize it. And the context actually, you know, woke you up to the, to, to, to the realization of how grateful you are. Uh, in my case, I also realized how adaptive kids are, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that, you, you know, when we're talking about things that your kids actually teach you, I think that's one of the, the the main things, right? Because except for the first couple of months where it was a little bit of an adjustment, the kids weren't in school or they had to kind of realize that they can't, they can't go play at the park or whatever, you know? Um, 
uh, and in some cases, I mean, it's important for these kids to have these outlets, right? I mean, they need their activities, you know, they, they, they need to be in school with their little kid, with their friends, you know, that little chit chat that they always have. Uh, mm-hmm. It's their little ecosystem. It's their little world, right? And suddenly they lost it all. But, um, you know, in our case, uh, and I, we've mentioned this before. I mean, you know, she was so excited. You know, the, the, her, her daycare was finishing and then there's a summer camp program that starts. So all of that was gone. You know, the ballet lessons, the, the, you know, the swimming lessons, the gymnastics, uh, the parks, like I said, everything, everything was gone. Uh, and, and in some cases, I mean, the kids, you know, maybe they even noticed uh, the frustrations that were happening between either their mom or their dad or the other families or whatever, you know, the setting they're in. They see these things, right? They understand mm-hmm. all these things. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure they probably question all these things. But in a blink of an eye, it just seemed like um, uh, they were back on track. And th- that's what's amazing, at least about my kids. I mean, and I'm sure that's probably the same for all the other kids. Um, you know, how fast they're able to turn things around and to kind of adjust to whatever reality is is in front of them, right? It, it, it almost feels like in their, in their little brain, um, you know, they realize that, okay, now things are different. Okay, let's reboot, like, you know, at lightning speed and, uh, you know, rewire everything and uh, accept it and let's just keep being kids, right? Um, and, and I saw that in my kids almost instantly. Mm-hmm. The, 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 I, I didn't see, like, I, I've been talking to some other friends and some family where they're like, oh, my God, my kids are depressed. They're not in school. Oh, my God, they're not playing anymore. Oh, my God, there's no soccer. Oh, my God, there's no hockey. What are they going to do? And... I don't know if in reality that's how the kid felt or if that's kind of the stress that the parents were putting on. Yes, yes. That's what I wanted to add. Uh, Very important. But whatever. I I heard that a lot is what I'm trying to say. And in our case, we tried not to pay too much attention to what was happening and to just make them just continue being kids, right? Uh, And I think it's a lesson that we can learn from them too. And it's what you were saying before, George, about, you know, uh, uh, adopting the the difficult times, right? And this is what it is. I mean, the kids do it so well and they do it uh, subconsciously. Like they're not, they're not aware. Their their perspective is not affected. Yeah, like it's not like my five-year-old daughter will come and say, okay, we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic. These are hard times. Let's go. Come on. Let's go, Emma. We got to get up and adjust. And they don't, they, that doesn't happen, right? I mean, it happens. But George, you know, you know what, man? It has a lot to do with, uh, with the parent's attitude. You, you could really project and permeate the stress because kids are like antennas. They'll pick it up. They'll pick up the vibes. And you can scare your kids to death. In my household, COVID was this. Look, there's a virus going on. Go wash your hands. Yeah, exactly. That's what COVID was. So they, they, those kids cannot be stressed. I didn't put the stress on them. Yeah. So obviously, I, I agree. I agree with you. You kids didn't transfer gonna, that perspective that that'll, that'll at all, you. at all. And kids yeah. are made like that. And that is shown in a nice movie from uh, with uh, Roberto Bellini. Is it uh, Beautiful Life? Oh, the, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the guy goes through the whole war, and what he does is all he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He knows he's going to die. He knows he's in danger. But what is he doing? He, yeah, he, he's painting this beautiful picture and he's having fun with his kid. So yeah. the kid is going through a whole war, not thinking it's war. And, and that's, that's the lesson. Yeah. That's, kids, pick up your vibe. And that's what you need to lead by example. So if you're a stress ball and you're afraid and you're a germaphobe and everything stresses you out, well, your kid's going to pick that up and thinks it has to be stressed as well. But I think, I think more than anything, I think I realized that you know, obviously you see it through your kids, but I mean, your kids are also human, right? And it's just the ability that we have to just naturally adapt. Uh, yeah, to true. Whether they're good or bad, you know? Um, and, and it's just, you know, uh, I'm fortunate to, to, to have kids that obviously they, they kind of, but maybe you said, I mean, maybe it's us too. We didn't really uh, delve on, uh, delve on, the, on, on the negatives, you know? Uh, we just try to make them continue doing what they're doing. But at the same time, even... Uh, even them, they're like, okay, nothing's like, it's as if nothing really changed in their attitude or, you know, their, their, um, their energy levels or their behavior or anything, you know what I mean? And it's in, for me, I mean, when I look back and I realize all that, I'm like, look at that, man. I mean, there's a lot we can take out, we can take from that in the sense that, okay, let's say if it wasn't a pandemic, you know what I mean? How do we, how do we take the situations that, 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 that come up in our lives, whether, you know, I mean, uh, daily, weekly, monthly, whatever, we're so consumed with 
our reality and everything that revolves around work, uh, uh, responsibility for your family, money, whatever, payments, uh, anything that you know revolves around that house um, ecosystem, uh, that we tend to always forget that, look, man, it's not as bad as we may think it is. And even if it, things are bad, there's always room for us to kind of adapt and, uh, and, and uh, overcome the, the, the obstacles, right? And uh, it's, it's just weird or uh, surprising a little bit that, you know, you got that lesson from like a five-year-old, <laughs> you know, and a two-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. It's great. But you touched upon another one. You talk about money. And I know it's one of those taboo subjects, but you know what? If gratitude is king, cash is queen. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people that didn't have some money saved up suffered. So that's directly a lesson to the kid. Like, you know, like when you have a hundred bucks, like you give like, you know, uncles, parents, they give kids money or they make money from the birthday. You know what? If you teach your kid to go and spend it all, guess what? There's going to be a crisis where they're going to be 30, 40, 50. There's a crisis every 10, 15 years. You know what? And that is a lesson too. You got to have some cash. And I don't mean cash, cash, like under the mattress. I mean, you need to have some cash. You need to have six, eight, nine months of, of, of your expenses saved up. So if something like this comes around, you don't get wiped out. And you got to teach your kid when you get 100 bucks, don't spend 110, right? You have 100 bucks, spend 60. Put the 40 on the side. Like you have 100 bucks, you can never spend more than 60. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. You, might think it, it, you might think it's not important, but it's so important because a lot of people suffered, man, because oh they don't, they're, they're like a paycheck away from bankruptcy. It's like if, if there was no government aid, like things would be different. Yeah. So that's another one. That's another one. Then <laughs> it would have been much worse, I think. You know, I mean, uh, well, yeah. that's the other thing. I mean, you know, we we spent, and I'm, I mean, I'm much more politically oriented, and I'm on some other podcasts where we talk about news a lot. And uh, you know, we criticized a lot the government and the, you know this whole management of uh, the pandemic. But at the same time, when you look at it globally. Uh, you know, we really can't complain. I mean, they, they put everything available. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're eventually going to have to pay for this, right? Uh, there's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. I mean, this is our, mm-hmm. our money. <laughs> we're we're going to, it's, it's us. It's not the prime minister that's going to take it off his pocket, you know, to, to pay back. But at least there was a giant security net for a lot of people. For a lot of people, you know what I mean? And uh, you, you got you to be grateful for that, man. Honestly, we live in a good country. Yeah, yeah, but you you still you still gotta figure out for yourself. You can't depend on your government. You can never depend on your government. Not you can never. You you could depend on your government because the government is gonna pull through. Maybe somehow most of the time, but you have to assume as if the government is not there for you. You gotta take care of you. Yeah, a hundred. You know, you you gotta take care of you. So yeah, you're right. You have to criticize, and because obviously the government is there to be criticized, and it's only there to get better and improve. But uh, yeah, man, that was another one. George Panusis, how about you, man? For us too, it was uh, it was some, there was some learning to be to be made, to be done. I mean, uh, being a temporary uh, elementary school teacher. <laughs> yeah. Prove, prove not to be what I'm made for. <laughs> yeah, I became yeah, yeah. very grateful for all the teachers, all those little school teachers that we have. Yeah, my my wife, George's sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think I think I. I uh, no man, no man. No, no. You develop right. a whole other world of respect. I have always had that perspective, <laughs> that appreciation, but more so now. But when I hear people complaining, oh, they get two months off. Oh, why should I do that? Because you've never taken care of your own kid for that many days, <laughs> how many hours in a single day. That's why you don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's a good one. Yeah, see, see, these are the little things that we often take for granted and that we never take time to actually consider. Take like, for granted? It doesn't even exist. Yeah, no, it's not even on your radar. You, you, you have no idea. Exactly. I mean, I, I am, and Chris is as well, because I, you know, my sister talks to me a lot about what's happening in school, and obviously, Chris, it's probably daily uh, when they, talk, they, they, they go through their day. Uh, so, you know, we're, we've been exposed to like stories and you know the, the the difficulties of actually doing that job. But for many, I think this time around, it was an eye opener. You know, yeah, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure so many parents were missing their teacher. <laughs> you know, in March. The reason they, they go to school for so many years to figure out how to how to keep these kids engaged all day. And, yeah, yeah, because it, 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 yeah, it, it's 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 
it's almost like there's two things, right? It, it, it's two tenets. You have the babysitting and you have the learning. And you, try to, you gotta do both without messing or compromising one. And, you, and you, you have to use some kind of performance art to keep them in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's an art. It's an art and a science. No, but think about it. No, but think about it. The parents, actor. The, 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 parents, <laughs> the parents that are realizing this, like us and probably others, they're realizing this with maybe one, two, three, four children, not home. Imagine 20, you know what I mean? Or uh, I don't know how many they yeah. have. 20 that don't belong to you. Yeah. And 20, I mean, sorry, guys, 20 of this generation <laughs> yeah. that have everything uh, yeah, 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 yeah. entitled, a little spoiled, a little coddled, you know? And many kids who don't even get reprimanded for anything. Yeah, and just a little correction, uh, at 27. Alex heard that. She's like 27, yeah. not 20, 27. <laughs> let's clarify that let's clarify that no it's true it's true man like uh look i I see it every day we talk about it you're right george every day and uh it is something and you know what it's like parents have to start understanding that you know And, and it's parents have to start understanding that it's it's the team is the parents and the teachers and I'm not saying necessarily versus the kid, but the, the team, the collaboration is parent-teacher in order to do what's best for the child. Right. And it's a little unfortunate sometimes when you see that the team is student-parent versus, versus the, the teacher. teacher. Yeah. yeah, and that's, that's yeah. when it gets a little yeah, bit yeah, uh, yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, and look, I, we're not going to start criticizing parents because I'm not there No, yet. we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. It's just like, it's like, no, but it's start seeing it from, yeah. No, because I've also heard probably similar stories that your wife has told you too. And it's like, you know, they walk in and tell the teacher how to do her job or his job. And it's like, just step aside, man. Like, let the teacher do. And, and it's funny because we were part of that generation, at least my, my house. My father's like, listen, don't fuck around in school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen to the teacher. And, yeah, yeah. and that's how it was. It was simple. When I'm, when my dad would say, when I'm not there, your teacher's in charge. That's it. Yeah. Like, don't come crying to me, man. It's like, yeah, yeah. forget it. The teacher's no, right. I, I, I better not hear any complaints. Yeah, let me not hear. I don't care if you're right or wrong. I better not hear any complaints. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, do what you got to do for the teacher not to call me. Yeah. That's what I tell my yeah. kids now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the best advice, man. I wonder, That's the best advice. I wonder, you know, it'd be interesting to talk to a teacher, like, from the 80s or 90s. It must have been much easier... And, you know, I mean, easy. It's a, it's a big word to just throw out there, right? I mean, I'm sure it wasn't yeah. easy, but it must have been easier to teach kids of our generation, like you said, because kids, they have everything. They're always right. They never get punished. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm curious to see how that comparison is, you know, like our teachers, for example, in elementary school versus, for example, mm-hmm. your wife or my sister, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's that magic word you said before, adapt, you know, the adapted. Yeah, yeah. They adapted their style. So, so let's talk. What, what's up in 2021, guys? What uh, What are we looking forward to? Um, what are we? Uh, what's in the works? What's in the? What, what are the plans? A lot, <laughs> a lot, but lots of stuff, man. We can't. We can't. Too big. Too much to cover in an episode, man. So okay, yeah, no, for sure, and that's why we're talking. We're, we're going to have uh, blogs about uh, about these things. But uh, just typically, what do you? What, what, what's like maybe one thing that you want the next year to kind of um, to kind of uh, bring you? I want to. I want to. You want to? Uh, <laughs> yeah. my, my kids came into the house from the snow, and they're like, "Baba, we want to go back to Greece. We want to go back to the beach." I'm like, "I do too." When your when your five year old realizes, <laughs> yeah. the- I, I think it's possible for next year. I think it's possible yeah. for next summer. Oh, man, we're yeah, actually it's talking about George, Chris, before you logged in. Uh, I, I I look, and I said I think I said that on previous episodes. I was, uh, I I was, a hundred percent sure in March that everything would have been done. Uh, by the end of the summer. In my mind, it was like, okay, what? Well, it's a little virus. We're all going to get through it. Don't worry. You know, there's, there's confinement measures. Everything, everything is nice and strict. People are going to respect them. And, you know, by, by September, everything's going to be back to normal. In my mind. <laughs> that didn't happen. So I don't want to put my foot in my mouth again. But I was telling George that, you know, by summertime, things should be okay. But I'm just not sure if we're going to be confident enough to, um, yeah. to make the trips, you know? Yeah. Look, I, I, the, way, the way I planned my year was that if that happens, it's gravy. So I didn't plan a trip. Uh, obviously, if I'm able to, I, I will go, but it's not a, 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 
a planned trip. Yeah. You know, I like, I, I'm not going to set the expect. That's what, that's what we're talking about at the beginning. You know, when you're saying everyone's saying, okay, I want 2020 to go fuck itself. Yeah. And I want 2021 to come and it's going to be strong. It's like, if you're setting up that kind of expectation, you're probably going to be disappointed. Exactly. So you, you want to kind of work in within the idea that things are going to be bad. Like how do you navigate through the darkness a little bit? right? Set the goals, do what you do, do it a little bit better. And then don't even think about that. So when it does come and you're allowed to travel, you're allowed, things are back to normal. That's the, that's the chair. Yeah. You appreciate it more. Don't set yourself up for failure. But you know what the thing, the reality is that everyone is already on a beach in their mind. I'm on a beach in July somewhere. I don't know where it just feels like Everyone just wants it's like this, like this little hole, and there's so much pressure, and then it just pops, and just everyone wants to just leave and do something, you know? Uh, you, but happening. you know what, man? Look what's happening uh, now. How many people just fucked off and went to the south, man? It's crazy, and everyone's. No, but uh, honestly, honestly, I, I, I believe this. I believe this. You can challenge me if you want on it. But I believe the people that look forward to next August just take some time off are not very happy the day-to-day. If you find a way to get fulfilled in your day-to-day, you don't need to vacate. You want to vacate because you want to go have a good time. But if you, if you, that's all you're looking for, that's where you need goals. Yeah. Because if you look, if you, if you're only looking forward to that vacation, that means you're not hitting the goals. Yeah. So yeah. you're not getting your dopamine. You're not getting the good chemicals in the brain. No, no, you're not I, feeling. I, I you, what you're saying. You understand? That's I, what I'm saying. In terms of what you were saying, that you know, let's plan ahead. You know, so maybe people were like, okay, look, we're gonna have all these goals, and summertime, let's keep a little month window over there to travel, summer, whatever. Problem yeah. is that. I don't know. I, I just no, don't, wait, wait, wait. I just don't you, see myself booking any tickets like in February, like we usually. No, but you, you do understand <laughs> that going on vacation is not a goal. No, of course not. Going on vacation some, is a reward some, to a goal. So but you hit a goal, and then for some it might be. For some some people yeah. are like look, we haven't traveled since 2016. I mean, it's a. I'm my wife. That's a goal. Yeah, it's a goal. It's a goal. We, you know, at some point, I mean, we would take little trips here and there, but to actually fly and go somewhere and just completely unwind, the last trip we took was in 2016. Uh, you know, and since then it's been like rock and roll. Yeah. And I was telling her, I was actually, I was telling her, you know, we're going to Greece next summer, and she's like, uh, we can't. <laughs> it's like, who's gonna like? We, we're running a business here. Like, we can't. And then uh, my, the mechanisms were like, okay, I, I got to think of something. I don't know. Laura, that's simple, go. man. You just get Rocky Four. <laughs> you get Rocky Four to step in. You get Rocky Four to step in, man. Balboa. Yeah, it's a little uh, comparison <laughs> with my father-in-law. No, but <laughs> so there's all these other factors there too. Oh. Again, we don't we don't know how you know our life is going to be going moving forward. But at least you know, like you said before, the day to day, month to month, as long as you're fulfilled and you feel like you've achieved something and that you're happy. For me, that's the most important thing. If we can squeeze in a trip, I would really love to leave. I'm not sure how possible it is. Obviously, I mean, I, I I'll listen to my wife on that one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think yeah, I that's it. That's it. It's a decision. So maybe maybe your goal should be to build a staff that can uh, cover you while you're gone. Yeah, but that's a goal. Yeah, yeah. that's a goal. Yeah, yeah. That would be. Now you're not, that's the sign. Yeah, but it, it, it's difficult to to leave and to, to to know that your mind is at ease. Mm, I don't know. It's, it's See, now you're being pessimistic. No, it's not being pessimistic. It's just being realistic. <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you, man. I'm fucking with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no way you can yeah, do it. No. But I don't know. I, I just, I, I honestly feel like if everything goes goes well, right? Like, let's, you know, hopefully it will. Let's assume that by March, April, May, you know, everything is back to quote unquote normal. Watch Montreal just empty <laughs> june july august there won't be one soul on in the city you know everyone is gone everyone is looking so forward to just getting the hell out of here you know uh but uh, Six yeah. oh i oh li- george I, i'm convinced if everything again it's the it's a big condition right if everything ends up being okay montreal is empty in the summer I don't, I don't know. I think it's going to be what you, more like what you said. People's, people comfortable with the idea of going to fly to another country and interacting. Well, I don't know. Look, that's where, that's where I am. I'm like, mm, personally. I'm, I mean, I'm questioning if people are going to be shaking hands or kissing hello for a while. I, I, yeah. think, I think we're going to forget about that. I think we're going uh, to adjust to that back to our old 
uh, ways much quicker than we think. But I was telling you, for me personally, trusting this whole thing again about flying airplanes, airports, this, that, with two kids, I, I don't know. Maybe next summer it's too soon. But when you look at now what's happening, look at it. The government let uh, the people travel. People left. They, didn't, they don't care. Regardless of the fact that the government's been telling you, look, guys, don't travel. Please, let's try and protect ourselves. Let's try to bring those numbers down. Everyone's just like, yeah, ciao, bye. I'm not out. everyone. Not everyone. There's a small, small portion of society. No, <laughs> not everyone. Of course, when you look at 8 million people in Quebec, yeah, of course, it's a small portion, but it's still a considerable number, maybe less than usual that travel around this time of year, but still. But why, why does that surprise you? It, no, it doesn't surprise what I Just to, to touch upon what George was saying about people being afraid next summer. If they're not afraid now, <laughs> next summer, if things are even remotely better, yeah, everyone's going to leave. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, look, it's, it's going to be a weird phenomenon. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think that far. I'm not thinking there. I don't think like that. No, I'm serious. Uh, like, if it happens, it's gravy. Yeah. Like, I might go to Spain again if they bring back the, the tournament. I might go to Spain and go to Greece. But it's like, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds good. But for a lot of people, it's like a lot of people, pro- the worst is the people that are going to want to go and they won't have the resources to go. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. Who, who like, was, I, was I talking with you guys when we we're, <laughs> were saying, you know, by come March, uh, was it with you guys where we're like, there's no staff, we can't find any employees or whatever. And they're like, oh, no, no, it was with, um, it was with a cousin of mine. He has a, he has a pizzeria and he has a hard time finding people to hire. And he's like, whatever, man, I'll be patient a couple more months. Trust me, March is going to come around. Everybody's going to have to pay the taxes back to the, <laughs> to, yeah. to the government. Right. government. <laughs> yeah. So eventually everybody's going to come back to work in March. They're going to need money to pay back the taxes on everything they got for free, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, and, and don't forget, already when you're not in a pandemic, right, people spend a lot of money for Christmas, right? So I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what the, the stat is, but I think it's something like – people are in about three to four months in debt after January. <laughs> so people are paying off debt until March, April, May, right? Yeah. I have a feeling that people are going to be in debt for the next two, three years now. Oh, for sure. Like, think you know, re- remortgaging, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, getting loans, line of credits. No, it's not necessarily. Credit cards. You're going to get your tax returns. You're going to owe the government whatever amount. And then you're going to, you know how I many people are going to, you know, get on that plan. Okay, well, I'll pay it off in two years or in a year. And, you know, they're, yeah, they're for sure, at least a year. They're going to yeah, 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 yeah. things. Ah, I don't know. You know, what, another, you, know, you know another thing that I learned? Yeah. This is obviously not up there with gratitude and all the stuff we're talking about. But everyone has a little chef in them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every, every, I be, everyone's a cook, man. My wife. You, you, know, don't, you don't need to eat out. You, don't, you could just sit in and have a healthy food, prepare, learn, have a good time doing it. Uh-huh. And this is for, obviously for the people that don't cook all the time, right? I know George Panusi, you're more of the guy that, that cooks. Or Cynthia, you guys, you're on a daily basis, but we weren't. We would cook maybe three, four times a week, and then the rest was eating out. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you don't need that. Yeah, you don't need that much. Yeah, yeah. You had a good Wife took up an interest, man. Like every day, like looking up uh, recipes and yeah, man. Of course, we cook almost every day, but this was like to the next level. It's not like uh, uh, let's have eggs for breakfast. It was like no, let's have eggs plus a side dish plus every you know dressing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, let's take it, it up a notch. <laughs> and it even reinforced my relationship with my mom. I would call her up and say, hey. How do, How do you make this? Uh, yeah. And I, I wouldn't see her, but I'd feel the smile. <laughs> yeah, you like, know, the pride. Yeah, look, he's calling me. And then she would take her time and tell me to do this. And then she would, you know? Was she like your dad? Call, uh, was she like my dad calling you three times? <laughs> no, but she would call me after. So really, she, went and, she would tell you, set it to two and let it simmer for an hour and a half. But she'd call you after 45 minutes to see how it's going. <laughs> Did you put in 45 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lower the heat now. <laughs> Scrape the bottom yeah. of the pot. Yeah, but no, but just to get back to what you're saying, it's not only cooking, it's just in general habits, uh, hobbies, sorry. So a lot of people, you know, either discovered or learned new uh, new hobbies. A lot of people went, you know, started training. I, I started training this year much more than I ever did before. Uh, yeah, yeah. Started reading more books. Uh, cooking is obviously one of them. And yeah, so many online courses. Did you guys oh, start yeah. gaming more? 
No, no, no. no. I know some people that have, that's all they've been doing. George, you, you've been gaming secretly. You can't go to sleep. I don't, I don't game. <laughs> I haven't gamed in the 20 years. I, can, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I don't know about that, man. I can tell you for a fact that if I had a console at my house, for sure. For I, sure. Have, I have consoles. It's just I don't use them for that. For sure. You know, you, you know how I do it? And I hope you guys will listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'll go game with, game with him just like if I need to talk to him. Like, I want to get a point across, you know, and I want a little lesson, a little like, hey, what did you do that? Hey, your mom told me that you did that. Yeah. And like, I, I, I bond with him. Yeah, it's a so cool way to connect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so it's like, I'll get through it. But man, today's games, dude, move too fast. I can't, I feel like, I, I feel like my dad. <laughs> we got used to four buttons. <laughs> you're holding the remote, you're going like this when you want to jump. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's 76 buttons. There's 101 things happening all at the same time. Oh, and not on, on top of that, they're, they're talking with one another. And I, get, I can't keep, I can't even, I can't even, I can't observe to learn how to play. I can't do that. Like I need a manual. <laughs> uh, it's not that bad. No, but for me it is, man. It's like, uh, I'm not there. Uh, you know, I'm not that sharp to, to, to get it quick. Yeah, but yeah. you know, so that, that's my gaming. So like tomorrow, because I, I told him he's not going to play today. Tomorrow we're playing, uh, what are we playing? FIFA. Not FIFA, uh, Street Fighter. He wants to play Street Fighter. We haven't played Street Fighter in a long time. You put the old uh, Super Nintendo on? No, no, Street Fighter and uh, the Xbox. Oh, okay, they have a new. Okay, I thought yeah, you had yeah, old stuff. No, no, we're gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's the only gaming we're doing. But uh, Yeraslo's been doing a little bit more gaming. <laughs> yeah. Little, wait, wait, sorry. Let me rephrase that. Yeraslo's been doing a lot of gaming. Wait, a better way of saying that. Yeraslo's been doing a hell. A hell lot more gaming than usual. Yeah. So he's gaming way too much. <laughs> now, now he's gaming a lot. Yeah, yeah. But look, it's it, look, it's a holiday. I don't want to spoil it for him. Yeah. He knows. He knows. He knows what he's going back to. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's what I was going to ask you. As long as he's conscious of the fact that, listen, when the, the holiday period is over. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> January fourth. It's a whole new world. January fourth. <laughs> it's a whole new world. <laughs> he, he took him by the hand. You see where I've circled number four here in China? Yeah. That's where I got is. him a calendar. He has a new calendar. We're going to go stick it. Uh, this is what you're doing. Back, back, back to basics, man. Yeah, man. Back to the fundamentals. A whole new cool. world. All yeah. right, boys. We'll end it there because I need to go cook for, uh, for New Year's Eve. Um, oh, dude. I, really? Yeah. Man, I should have told my mom to make something for you guys. <laughs> I would have come picked it up. <laughs> no, but it's fine. But, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's fine. You know what I mean, yeah, of course. We don't, we don't always cook roast beef, you know what I mean. So, uh, so yeah, happy new year to you guys, uh, <laughs> to your families, to your children, to everyone uh, around you, everyone listening, everyone watching. Uh, let's just hope that 2021 is going to be more positive, more optimistic. Uh, let's not lose hope. Uh, things are looking up. We just don't know when. <laughs> so uh, yeah. let's uh, let's uh, look forward to brighter days. That's right. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Enjoy, enjoy. All right, guys. We'll see you all in the next episode. Ciao. All right. Fuck you, twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs>